Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is a great joy to be here with you. I am so excited. I have just returned from vacation, and I'm excited to be back, to be here with you, because God is doing something special right here in our midst. God is moving and, and growing His kingdom. People are, are coming to life in Jesus Christ right around us. And in the process, we are growing as a church in relationship with God, in relationship with others, and in relationship with the world. Hey, I, I, if you're new here, I just want to say I, I'm really glad you're here. You are welcome here. I am excited that you have chosen to spend a portion of your day, a portion of this day, along with us in growing in relationship with who God is and what God continues to do. Uh, if, if you are new here, I, I just want you to know, hey, we're a group of folks. We realize we don't have it all together. We're not perfect, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And so we want to invite you, invite you on a journey with us so that together we can grow in relationship with God, grow in relationship with one another, and be the people that God has invited us and called us to be, to live faithfully the, the, the gospel message, the hope that Jesus has for each and every one of us so that we can come to life in Christ. And, and if you are new here, you've picked a great weekend to come and, and start uh, hanging out with us. We're starting a brand new series, a, a teaching series called uh, Kingdom. This whole idea is that we're going to join alongside our students uh, this, this month we're going to take a journey in understanding what kingdom is a little bit more, but, but we're doing it because our students at the end of the month are coming together and they're going to do this thing called Vacation Bible School. If you've been in the church forever, you know what Vacation Bible School is. If you're new to the church, Vacation Bible School is an opportunity for students to come and, and hang out, and, and we're going to be hanging out uh, the last week of, of July. We're going to be hanging out uh, for four days. Uh, and, and we're going to hang out from 6 to 8.30 with, with these kiddos, and, and they're going to learn about who Jesus is. They're going to be invited to be a part of a faith community. They're going to be invited to, to recognize and grow a little bit more in their relationship. That's, that's what Vacation Bible School is. And this year, they're going to be taking a journey with Knights of North Castle. And while they go on this journey, uh, it's going to be a journey that we take in understanding more about God's kingdom, more about who God is and, and the authority God has and what God is calling us to, because that's, that's part of all of what we are as faithful followers of Jesus Christ. Now, maybe you're out there and you're thinking, well, I'm not a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Well, you're invited to come along with us too. Maybe you are not here by accident. Maybe God has called you here to hear this and to, to grow in uh, an understanding maybe a baby step toward realizing that God is out there and God is, uh, is concerned and, and calling you into a relationship. I think we have a problem, though, uh, as a people, especially as Americans, and maybe this weekend specifically, because when we think about the word kingdom, it can be a struggle for us. We really don't understand 
kingdom and the way that somebody that lives in, under a king in a kingdom would. And, 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 you know, this weekend is the 4th of July weekend. Yeah, go America. Happy birthday. Maybe we're thinking about 1776, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, where America decided we will no longer be under the rule and reign of the, the, those in England. The king of England is no longer our king. We're going to declare our independence. Maybe that's when you think of, of kingdom, you think of, of, of revolution or re- rebellion, and you think of, of getting out of a kingdom because, you know, after all, we're America, and God bless America. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating on America at all. I'm just saying this gives us a, a difficulty in understanding, understanding what kingdom is all about. Or, or maybe you think about the the royalty aspect of it the the king or the queen it's good to good to recognize that you know there are are kings and queens that are in power and in authority uh, for me uh, my picture of royalty was truly ruined uh, when i worked for pfizer a few years ago i worked for pfizer and i was a computer I worked in IT. I did computer stuff for Pfizer. Uh, I did not create any any medicine or anything like that. I'm not I'm not that smart. Uh, but I was able to do computer stuff. And my boss lived in the UK. And so every once in a while, I would fly to the UK to Sandwich, uh, which is a real place. Uh, you don't eat the place. It's a place. Uh, we would fly to Sandwich. Uh, actually fly to London, drive to Sandwich, and, and meet with them. And one of the guys there, as, as an American, you know, when I go out there, I, I'm just clueless on how this whole royalty thing works. And I made the mistake of presuming that my view was the right view and that everybody shared my view. And I said something along the lines of, well, isn't the queen just a figurehead? And, and there was a programmer that was on our team, and he got super offended. Now, I apologize. I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to understand, so help me to understand. And, and so he wanted me to understand and shared with me this wonderful story. He had a wonderful story about how the queen has serious power and authority still today. Uh, he lived, like I said, he was a programmer. He lived on this road, and on this road, there were four street signs that had the, the street spelled uh, correctly, or three street signs that had the street spelled correctly, and one that was misspelled. Now, if you're a programmer, misspellings cause problems to your code. And so he's, he's noticed that this street sign is not spelled correctly. And so he writes letters to the city and to everybody that has power and authority to change the street sign, and nothing happens. Nothing happens but then. And this is where the story takes a turn that you wouldn't expect. Then he wrote a letter to the Queen of England, bemoaning the fact that one of these street signs is misspelled. He gets a letter in response from the Queen saying, thank you so much for pointing this out. We will have somebody take care of it. And somebody came and replaced the street sign with one they fixed. So the Queen's power has diminished down to from ruling a nation to (laughs) being the grammatical police of the UK. Uh, You know, I'm 
so if you're watching from the UK, I'm, I'm poking a little fun. Don't be upset. It's, it's the 4th of July weekend, so we can do that. Uh, but this whole idea of king or queen in, in, my, in my mind was diminished by this because I'm just like, man, that's not only a figurehead, it's a bad figurehead. Um, and so it, it kind of messes with me. And maybe you're right alongside. You're just like, I just don't understand it. Maybe that's where you are. Or maybe when you think of the word kingdom, you're thinking about the Roman Empire. And, and you think about uh, battles and conflict and conquest. Uh, you have armies going at one another with shields and swords because, because we don't really have a concept of kingdom here. Or maybe if, you're, if you've grown up in the church, you think of the kingdom of, of, of Israel, the, the idea of the, the uh, Israelites coming into the Holy Land and conquering the Holy Land with the power of God at, at their right hand. Or you think of, of maybe things like David and Goliath and, and this, this image of, of God being present. Or, or maybe, maybe like some people, you, you think of fantasy stories like King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. You think of this this uh, poetic or perfect vision of kingdom rather than uh, the earthly version of kingdom. All of this, all of this just leads us to understand that, you know, we really don't have a good understanding of kingdom. We really don't grasp what it means to be in a kingdom. We don't really grasp what it means to be a part of a kingdom because we're part of a democracy. God bless America and thank God that we are part of that. But it's not the same as being a part of a kingdom. We vote and people go into power. We don't like it, we vote again and people come out of power. We, we have our own authority in how the country is run. Now, some people may say we don't have a whole lot of authority, but we have some. And that some is what we, what we recognize and, and we hold on to that. And, and so I want us to take, take a step back or maybe take a step forward into understanding more about kingdom. And the reason that it is important for us is because kingdom, this idea, this concept of kingdom, is a central theme that runs from throughout the Bible. It starts in Genesis and goes all the way through Revelation. So we need, if, if God says this theme of kingdom is important, I believe that we all need a better understanding of what it is to be a part of God's kingdom. And, and we have to start really with, with a, a question, you know, what is the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God? And, and, and for our purposes, God's kingdom is, is the place where heaven and earth meet under the power of God. Where heaven and earth meet under the power of God. This is God's kingdom. And, and, and it's important for us to recognize that, that it is under God's power that this comes from. And, and quite frankly, the whole idea for this sermon series comes from, uh, comes from a, a story in Genesis, from the creation story. And a couple of verses out of Genesis have given the inspiration for the roadmap that we're going to use to understand what God's kingdom is all about, what God means by kingdom, what we need to do as a part of the kingdom, and how kingdom relates to each and every one of us. What's the purpose? And all of that. And so we look at Genesis And this is, again, Genesis is the first book in the Bible. 
And this is the story of creation, and it says this, Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden. Notice that the, the, God has created the heavens and the earth. Everything is God's, but he creates a specific place, this garden in the east, in Eden. And, and there he put the man he had formed. He, he has a specific place, and he invites uh, or places a specific per- person, a specific people that are called into that relationship. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, uh, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, Again, this is going to be the roadmap that we're going to use to understand what God means by kingdom. And we're starting before there are any kings on earth. We're starting before there's any concept of kingdom. We are starting at the very beginning. And and God does this by recognizing that that we need a picture of what this is going to look like. We need a picture of what God's kingdom reign looks like in the beginning because God created the heavens and earth. And then God creates a special place and God is in that place. God dwells in the garden because again the the kingdom of god is the place where god, the kingdom of heaven and earth meet together under god's power god's reign god's authority and so we're going to look at it in four different ways first we're going to look at the power of god that's what we're starting with today that god is king of all creation and is in power over all creation uh, we're going to look at the people of god that god chooses a specific people calls all people, uh, but only a specific people are going to turn and follow. Uh, God has a place, a specific place that is where the kingdom is, and that is where God is, and we're going to get into that. And then we have the purpose of God. What is God's purpose for the kingdom? And all four of those pieces are what are going to move our understanding so that we can recognize what God is calling us to. Again, God's kingdom is the place where heaven and earth meet under the power of God. Uh, and, and God invites us uh, into God's kingdom. But one of the things we need to recognize is that when we're invited to God's kingdom, God is king. Not us. God is in control. God is in power. God has the authority. And God is making the invitation for us to come into his kingdom but not because we have done enough to deserve it or we earned it, but because we've been invited through the grace that Jesus Christ offers to us. And so we are invited to be a part of God's kingdom, his power, his reign, his authority. And friends, I'm going to be honest. I think some of us need to hear that today. Some of us need to do more than hear that. Some of us need to lean into that understanding that God is king of all creation, and we are just a part of God's kingdom. And we can choose to allow God to be king of our lives, or we can try and selfishly hold on to it. In the Psalms, uh, it says this, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep, the sheep of his pasture. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So when we lean into that, we are leaning into God's power. We are leaning into God's reign, God's authority. 
And, and quite frankly, our problem as modern Americans, and maybe our problem from the beginning, is that we want to be in charge. We, we want to be the one in charge. That, that was actually the very first thing that went wrong in the Garden of Eden when, when, when the man and the woman wanted to be like God. They wanted to be like God, be in charge of their own lives, make their own decisions and do all of their own things instead of relying on God for all of that. And so the truth is this, the problem is that we want God to be a part of our kingdom and instead of us being a part of his kingdom. We want God to come alongside us and make our already great lives a little bit better, or we want God to bless our lives so that we can do what we already want to do uh, and just have a little bit more money or a little bit more freedom or a little bit more time or a little bit more whatever it is. God, just come and I, I don't want to go all the way into your kingdom, but you can come into my kingdom. And I, I think that's a difficulty that we all struggle with. In, in, in another term, it's called pride, right? We believe that we are, are, are important enough that we should rule over ourselves. And once we, once we take that step into God's kingdom, we have to acknowledge that God is king. And, and, and if that's true, that's going to set us into another set of questions, especially for me. I don't know if you're like me, but when, when I became Christian, when I first started embracing this idea of being a part of the kingdom of God, one of the things that I recognized, yes, God, you are in charge of everything. How can I be important to you? Right? How can I do something to be valuable to your kingdom? Hey, make me somebody special so that I can be somebody uh, who, who other people notice in your kingdom. And, and quite frankly, this is a problem that has been going on since Jesus, actually since the garden, because it's the same old problem. Uh, but it's this idea of I'm important, I'm valuable, and, and how can I be more important in the kingdom of God? And, and the disciples had this issue as well. Actually, the story is great, right? Uh, th these, these two brothers, their mom goes to talk to Jesus, and, he's like, hey, and she's like, hey, Jesus, when, when you come into your kingdom, can you put you know, my sons on your right and your left? You know, make them important in your kingdom. Well, the disciples hear about this, and they got, they got kind of grumpy about it. They were, they were not super pleased that mom went to talk to him. And I don't know, for me, if your mom has to go and talk to Jesus to get you a higher status, something's, something's not right already. But uh, may, maybe, they put, maybe they put mom up to it. Who knows? That way they didn't get in trouble with the other disciples, but they did. The other disciples heard about it, and they got upset about it. They, they, were, uh, they were grumbling about this this whole deal and 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 so uh jesus is like guys guys you don't get it you're not paying attention to what i'm saying do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth jesus is frustrated and and so in response Jesus in, in the Gospel of Matthew, which is just one of those stories uh, of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, Jesus says, it says this, Jesus called them together and said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. What, what Jesus is saying, hey, in an earthly kingdom, 
The, the kings and queens, the rulers are in charge and their officials lord it over you. The king, the queen, whatever it is, the, the officials, they lord their power over you. You have to bow. You have to do all the right things. You have to ask permission to go into their courts. You can't just do whatever you want. And, 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 and they want you to recognize their power and authority because they are, they are strong and they are powerful and, and they have been placed there uh, with, with intent to rule and reign over you. And Jesus is saying, that's what the world is like. That's what it's like outside of God's kingdom. But then he says this, but not so with you. Whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant. Whoever wants to become great among you must become a servant. And whoever wants to be first must be a slave of all. Jesus is saying the kingdom that you are imagining is, is based on this concept of what's going on around you. But God's kingdom is not like that. God's kingdom is an invitation for us to be more like Jesus so that we can come to life in Jesus. And, and Jesus says, in order to do that, you have to serve. In order to do that, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to be a slave to all. And this is countercultural from the time of the beginning all the way until now, and it will be until Jesus returns and, and the kingdom is fulfilled. And so this concept of, of us being an authority is, is something that Jesus wants to do away with. In order for us to be great in the kingdom of God, we've got to serve. And Jesus says, this isn't just for you. I mean, watch my life. And he finishes it by saying this, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came so that we might have life in him, but he didn't come so that we could bow, scrape, and grovel. He came to invite us to be a part of a kingdom that God is building right here and right now. He ushers in the kingdom. The kingdom is not something that's distant that will come eventually. The kingdom is right here and right now, and we're invited to be a part of that. So this week, uh, or this, this, this series, again, is based off of this concept of the kids going through VBS, Vacation Bible School, and, and, and journeying with the Knights of North Castle to understand a little bit more about God's kingdom. And one of the verses that they're going to take a look at is something that I think can be valuable to us in how we respond to this understanding of who God is, that God is king of all creation. It comes from a letter written by Paul to the church in Ephesus. Uh, and, and Paul had planted this church and he writes this letter to him and he says this, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His power. You don't have to rely on who you are. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to be strong enough. You don't have to be powerful enough. You don't have to be smart enough because God covers you with His grace. Because God is good enough. God is strong enough. God is King of all creation and God invites us into that relationship. And, and so the difficulty with, with kingdom 
is that there is power in the king. And for us, that means we have to surrender. The one word that we hate more than almost anything else is surrender. Surrender has this picture of giving up, of of throwing in the towel, of we weren't good enough to win. But Jesus says, "I, I want you to surrender yourselves to the kingship of God. That's what the kingdom is all about, recognizing that God is king of all creation and that we are not, and that God invites us into relationship and calls us out of our brokenness so that we can live and do life alongside the king of all creation, not so that we can invite God into our kingdom, so that we can maintain our own rule and our own structure. No, so that we can become servants so that we can serve others, so that we can be slaves to all in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what God calls us to, and we need to surrender ourselves to the kingship of God, to allow God to be in control, to allow God to be the one who makes the decisions, to seek God at every crossroad. And that's the first step And probably the most difficult step in following God is to recognize you're God and I'm not. You are the one that makes the decisions. I just need to to surrender who I am to you and to to be who you believe that I can be instead of in in, in who I want to be on my own. And, and, And part of the blessing of this is when we surrender to God, the gift that we receive is we become part of something that is greater than yourself. You become part of the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of Steve, the kingdom of God. And you can faithfully follow where God is calling because together we march in the, in the direction that goes toward the king of all creation. And we can rest in the power of God. We don't have to try and do it all on our own because quite frankly, we're not good enough. We have been invited into God's kingdom by the grace that is Jesus Christ, by the hope, by Christ's life, death, and resurrection. We are able to come to life in Jesus Christ. And some of you out there today may have been going to church your whole life And yet you have never surrendered your life over to Jesus Christ and said, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. Be king and let me follow. And so I want to encourage you today. Some of you out there, maybe you're on the fence about this whole idea of Christianity. I want to invite you to to embrace who Jesus is and and maybe take a step toward understanding that God is, is interested specifically in you and invites you to be a part of his kingdom. Because when we acknowledge God's kingship and we enter God's kingdom, everything becomes different because then we live not for ourselves, but for our Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is not us who goes through all of this, but God in us that transforms us from the inside out to be more like Jesus. And that's our goal in the kingdom of God. And so I want to invite you, if this is your first time joining us, don't, don't let this be your last. Join us for the rest of this series so that together, together as a people, we can grow in our understanding of who God is and, and what the kingdom of God is all about and our role in God's kingdom. Let's go to God in prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks and praise for who you are. 
for the gift that you offer to us in your kingdom. You have called us to life, and we, have, we recognize that you offer salvation, life for each and every one of us. But God, help us to take that further step, that further step of living in your kingdom right here and right now, of, of recognizing your power, your authority, your kingship in our lives. Help us to surrender who we are over to who you know we can be. Let us be a part of your kingdom and, and pour your spirit out upon us so that we can come to life in who you know that we should be. We ask this in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all of us agreed and said, amen.